Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At the 200 meters, Gron Gallo trying to defy them here. To catch a thief finally starting to wind up with a loose change in Sorgatani, but Gron Gallo's got them. Gron Gallo, well, he didn't take long to get back into the winner's group than Warren Kennedy. Gron Gallo will win the first. Out wider, Bellatrix Star looks to run on strongly. Velocious move to strike. He'll have to be get going soon. Coming after now, Bellatrix Star. Bellatrix Star move to strike and Velocious. These are the three. They go to war at the 100 metres. Bellatrix Star has beaten the hot pot. Now pour the wine out wide, burst to the lead, coming after Silver Javelin, Frostbeer nearer the inside, pour the wine, and the Wizard of Woz is going to ride his third winner early in the card. Pour the wine won it second over Woz. About time, Livid Sky's running on, then my lips are sealed. About time, they made the lead, short of the line, Livid Sky, and still bang on, he's done it again, Warren Kennedy. My About time has won it. Over on the inside, Carmen Line is starting to warm up. Further out then we've got Navigator badgering the witness and reverberations. Sir Sterling in front here, coming after Carmen Line is still there, Churchillian. Carmen Line diving through on the inside for you know who. Carmen Line, another one for the Wizard of Was. Out wide, Dragon Leap, Mercurials all over the place. And look at Whitech bursting through. Whitech's come from last for the Wizard of Was and Whitech. Whitech wins the Sistema Railway. Here's Habana coming after it out wide. El Vincidor's battling on Uderzo, then Dusty Road. Further back, RB poking through. It's St. Bathans in front. Habana out wide and El Vincidor poking through. St. Bathans, Habana's coming after it. St. Bathans, Habana's lunged and made it very interesting right on the line. Oh, gee, this is close to the ritual. Habana and St. Bathans in photos. Oh, he's done it. I'm going to fight him off. The Seven Nation Army couldn't hold me back. And no one could hold back Warren Kennedy yesterday at Pukekohe Park. Seven wins in a day, including, and what a beautiful call from George Simon. He spotted Wytak from a mile away, probably because Mercurial sent Bonnie Lass sideways and a gap the size of a truck opened up. But he took it and he flew. Now, there's a sweet little bit of, it's not irony, I guess it's poetic, and in a way, the man that's ridden six winners on a day, on five occasions if I'm right, is Lance O'Sullivan. Yesterday picking up uh, a three-timer as a trainer with Andrew Scott, Grand Gallo, Tech, Carmen Lyon even won. Um, and and there's, he was there to witness it. He's back on the air with us this morning to relive it. Lance, good morning to you. Thanks for taking our call again, mate. H- how are you doing and hearing those commentaries played back? What does it make you think? Yeah, oh, yeah, morning, morning, Louis. Yeah, it was just a fantastic red letter day for everybody. But um, you know, you know, certainly the star of the show was Warren Kennedy. He just uh, was certainly he was in the zone, and um, you know, just uh, just uh, uh, you know, I just couldn't believe it. One after the other, after the other, and this is on a big day, you know, big occasion, big races. 
and he just kept producing. But uh, yeah, Wizard of Oz, George Simon has certainly named him extremely well, the Wizard of Oz. Lance, we'll, we'll talk about your runners in, individually in a bit, but I can't think of anybody better because people know you, Lance, for a long time. Is you know you, you were really a, a mainstream athlete, uh, making racing mainstream, and you know people know you. People know exactly your feats in the saddle. So when you say that you know it's hard to believe, and we were sitting here yesterday, Clado and me, kind of just going watching prices tumble in as punters. And I think the the bookies were up to lose four million in the last if if he got ominous up. That's like that's what was happening. People were just coming out of trees, pulling their cars over to back him. What did it feel like on track? And like, how hard is it to do to be that hard, that far in the zone? Like, how out of the world this world was it? If you know what I mean. Well, I, I think um, you know all all good athletes. You know whether they're. Uh, a jockey, a rugby player or whatever, they have all the time in the world and it's all about time and, and when you watch uh, when you watch Juan out there yesterday he was, he was relaxed doing it and he just seemed to you know, just everything just seemed to fall into place with him but he was never never looked like he was trying to hurry anything um, you know, a little bit like Dan Carter when he's dropped taking a goal and that's how, that's how Warren looked when he was out there riding yesterday so as far as being in the zone, you know, he was full of confidence and it was just happening for him. And, um, you know, I mean, he would, he would have felt great doing it. He would have found it extremely easy, to be honest. He would have, he would have, what he was out there doing, he would have thought, well, well you know, when, when you're actually um, performing like he was, he would be finding it pretty effortless, which is, I know that's difficult to explain, but that would have been pretty much how I would have think he would have felt it yesterday. It's it's quite, and that's a good explanation. In time, it looked like he had plenty of it, apart from with Habana, where he really, and he had the top weight, and he dived, and I thought he missed, and then he, he won it, because of course he has. But these are the prices we're dealing with, um, Lance. We, we've got uh, $12 on Whitehack. We've got $7 on Grand Gallo. We've got $10 on Bellatrix Star. We've got $8 on Pour the Wine. $3 on 30 on About Time. This is when they people kind of realised what was going on here. Carmen Lion $6.50. Tierra Mitica went under at $2.50. And then Habana won at $3.50. So these aren't odds-on pops. This isn't like going no, to the races with, with a bunch of odds-on pops on a, on a you know, a, a <laughs> rating 65 day at Tiaroha, is it? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't as though he lined up and he had... Uh you know, five, six, six or seven favourites to ride. You know, he, he was on horses that was sort of, you know, they were they were they were just in the middle of the market. and They're probably a lot shorter because he was on on board. But uh, you know, once once the punters sort of sort of clued up to what was going on, or or the punters, they certainly know how how good Warren is, and you know, he's going to get a following like Opie Boston now with his the price of the horses he's going to be riding is going to be a lot shorter than they what, what what they should be but you know these good jockers you know you get warren opie bottom you know they make a huge difference you know to the end result you know it's the, the difference between winning and running fourth and you know warren is now one of those jockeys so i mean you've you've booked them yesterday three times um and it's been a massive a massive difference for you guys have been part of this incredible day um i think lance like a lot of people will be wondering what? How is this guy doing it with his riding style? Especially people that might not watch him week in week out, they'll see him up there and go, "What on earth is that bloke doing?" You know, it's it's not it's not classical, is it? But you know, how do you explain it? And have you spent much time thinking about how he gets them to run? Because it looks a lot different to what you made it look like. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's unorthodox. You know, I first came across a, a jockey, uh, it was in the 1980s, who rode with a similar style, a jockey called Pat Ettery. And, you know, he won, you know, English derbies and he won a Japan Cup. And uh, he, was, he was not dissimilar to what, um, to what won. As a Greville Starkey was another one. Um, and, of course, we know uh, Jeff, Jeff, you know, from Hong Kong's, his last name, no, last name eludes me at the moment, uh, but um, you know it, it does work, and it, I think that you get quite a few South African jockeys ride a little bit like that. But you know it can't be easy to do when you see them and they sort of bounce in the saddle and they make the horses go forward. Um, you know most jockeys you bounce in the saddle, you're half by falling off the back of them. So it's something that it's it's um, you know there's a real skill to actually doing what he does, and it's not something you'd say oh well he looks he looks untidy, he bounces in the saddle. When he actually bounces in the saddle. He projects the horse forward, which, you know, I, I'm picking, I, I, I never actually rode like that, but I'm picking that that would take, you know, quite a bit of, quite a bit of training and, and quite, quite a lot of skill to actually do that. And as we all know, it's very effective. Well, it's amazing, like, we've got, because you watch Opie, right? And low hands, sits still and quiet, and they just run, and then he gets going, and, he, you know, he, he kind of makes it look effortless. Where Warren, and, and the horse is running for him, but then Warren, it makes it look like there's a hell of a lot of effort going on, and the horse is still running for him. And, yeah, and yesterday look, we had a... You, you, couldn't, you couldn't get two, two, different, two different jockeys, and, and you get a guy like Opie, and Opie is, is picture perfect, and I believe Opie could get a horse to run 100 miles an hour and hardly be moving on it, and that's just because he's just got the perfect balance on a horse. But, um, you know, Warren, as you say, he looks untidy, but, you know, he gets the horses to exact to do exactly the same thing. Very effective in a, in a very close finish, Warren. If you have a look at his record and close finishes, he actually yeah. doesn't get beaten in very many. Yeah, 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 and Habana, that's so true, and if you go and watch it, it's because he's got that bounce, and you're right, he projects the horse forward. If he can line the post up, he can actually throw at it. Um, you know, it is it is really different. Uh, it's brilliant, though, and that's why it's such a great game, because there's so many different ways to skin a cat, isn't there, Lance? And yeah. how about this? How's this for a segue? I, I, couldn't, have, I couldn't have had Waitak yesterday. I really, like, I respected that you guys were giving him his chance, and I respected that that fresh run when he came back at Tarapa was great, but in my head, I couldn't think of this horse winning this race, running time to beat horses like Bonnie Lass, Babylon Berlin, Dragon Leap. I just, I couldn't make sense to me, even Maven Bell. And then he's exploded. He's had a little bit of good fortune, as, as, as it always takes, but he's exploded, and I've just had to eat all of my humble pie at once here, Lance. I just think that this is a wonderful training effort. I said to you yesterday, to back off him enough to have him to sprint that, he's run 109.76 over 1,200 metres, and it was rated a soft six at that time. So that's very quick if that track rating is accurate. Um, it's a really good training effort. Uh, congratulations to you and Andrew. And I, I don't know, what was your reaction when you saw Dragon Leap loon up on the outside, but then it was Wytak that burst through and won the race? Yeah. No, th- no, thanks for that, Louis. But, but just, just, with, um, just with the horse running in that race, and Andrew and I, after his first performance at uh, Tirapa, and uh, okay, it wasn't the strongest field in the world, and, and what he did, uh, he certainly wasn't entitled to do that in a fresh state, but he trialled well prior to that. And we sort of, um, you know, we sat down after the race and we, we sort of look at, looked at running them on Boxing Day and there was going to be a 1,400-metre race there for, for $90,000. And, you know, we just thought, well, where to after that? And we said, um, you know, with the timing, it was going to be three weeks into um, Boxing Day. 
and he just suggested the horse he needed needed another week. He'd certainly be beneficial from giving him a little bit longer. And look, it was a bit of a throw at the stumps, Louis, but we certainly um, we certainly thought the horse would run well when he when he actually ran uh, like he did. Uh, I, I wouldn't say we were surprised because you know we sort of you know Dragon Leap has got the form on the board, but um, you know we were very confident with the way he was going at home. As you say, we, we sort of backed off his work and he wasn't doing a lot at home on the track. But we have a very good track record rider, Craig Rastrick, and he said the horse is just flying. You know, he's very mm-hmm. confident the horse is going to put in a very good performance. He looked well, and uh, yesterday um, we had a good handler on him, Nathan, and the horse, as you know, he can get pretty much above himself on race day, but uh, he behaved reasonably well for him. So, you know, going into it, look, it's easy to be wise after. Um, you know, and you can say, well, how stupid were you guys trying to do getting, getting him to run in, in a derby? After what you saw, what he did yesterday, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it, look, he's a horse. Obviously, he's got a lot of talent, and you know, we just decided this year because it was racing manners. Andrew and I sat down. We said, well, let's try and not extend that, him out too far in distance. And okay, look, it came off yesterday, so it was just one of those fairy tale stories. But you know, on to the other horse, Dragon Leap. You know, he was actually, you say, Bonnie Lash. She was extremely unlucky, but Dragon Leap, as as you know, he's always had uh, issues with his feet. And he threw a plate in the straight. And Opie said that uh, he felt like he was looming up to win. He lost the plate. And once, he, once that horse loses a front shoe, and it was actually on his, on his bad foot, once he loses that, it's like driving a car with a flat tyre. So, you know, he, was, he can be, you know, I, I, thought, I thought he was certainly our, our best chance. And uh, he did loom. And I thought, well, he, you know, he, he's, he's, uh, he's certainly going to be pretty hard to beat. But, um, yeah, that he certainly had, a, had an excuse there yesterday. And all going well, if he, if he comes through his run yesterday, okay, we'll, we'll certainly be looking to go down and run him on the Telegraph. Yeah, okay, so that, that's good That's good to know around Dragon Leap, but I, I guess he was also a derby horse once upon a time, so you've got a bit of a, a track record there of getting these um, these horses to return as over shorter distances. And, and on uh, uh, the winner, Wytak, so the 14 in the BCD sprint, is that is that the obvious kind of target? I mean, I, I see he was nommed for those mile races, but I was wondering maybe it was that before we kind of knew that he was capable of running that quick over 1,200, and some people did, as you say. So <laughs> um, credit yeah. credit to the good judges out there, but where, where would you suspect he'll go if he comes through well? Yeah, you know, you've, you've got to bang on. That's, that's where he'd head, head to the 1,400 at Chirapa, and that's sort of the obvious obvious choice. You know, you're only going to run against pretty much the same horses and maybe one or two added along the way. I'm not too sure, but, um, you know, he's certainly going to be, be competitive. We, we think that, you know, 1,400 to a mile is probably going to be his, his trip, but time will tell, but it was a great bonus yesterday, that's for sure. Um, Grande Gallo, you, you tipped us that, Lance. Credit to you. You said she was working super. That was a very good ride by Warren. You saw there was no speed in it and just took over, and she was too strong. So good to see that filly back. And Carmen Lyon must have been very satisfying to, to see her put in and run like we've always known she was capable of. Um, it kind of suggests that she could she could live up to some of her potential now. Yeah, ex- exactly. You know, she's been one of those. She's... Uh been plagued with problems all look minor problems all the way along and it's just she's never really done well and hence why she's had such a lag away from the racetrack she's always at, at stages you know she'd be embarrassing to actually take to the track because of the way she looked but she certainly lined up yesterday and um you know the way she prayed that she was certainly if she didn't run well yesterday the team would certainly <laughs> be scratching their head i can tell you now but 
Grand, Grande Gala, well, she's, she's a, uh, another a, a three-odd filly who's all her form is right-handed. And I know at Christchurch it looked a pretty average performance, but, you know, she changed onto her off-leg a long way before she turned for home, and that's always a bad sign in a race when they do that. Uh, and she was... Uh, she is just uncomfortable going that way around. And you have a look at all of her trial form, all of her race form left-handed. She's pretty much disappointed on every occasion. And once she goes back the right-handed way, she hasn't uh, trialed bad or performed poorly at the races. So, you know, she's certainly got a real a real liking to going, uh, yeah, the, hopefully the Ellerslie way, way round. <laughs> so uh, we, we all going well. That's where we'll head with her. She'll take her place in the cracker. The cracker mile for three years. Lance, it's good to chat this morning. Uh, thank you so much for taking the call. We'll get, let you get back to the uh, a couple of days in the paddock yourself. Just um, punters won't forgive me if I don't ask because Opie does ride one for you guys in the first today at Tauranga, Mackenzie. So uh, well, this is the horse. This the horse seems to be going the right way. Look, it's it's going to need. He, he's one of those horses. He's sort of um, you know we've. He's uh, going to need, need to have Opie at his very best to win. He's certainly not going to win out of turn. Um, okay. Look, any any, give, any given the track's going to be a big assist to the horse, but uh, yeah, we're just hoping to win a race with him somewhere. <laughs> okay, <laughs> noted, mate. Thank, thanks for your time this morning, Lance. Very good to chat. Congratulations again. Cheers, Louis. Thanks very much. There you go, Lance O'Sullivan, Hall of Famer, New Zealand Sport Hall of Famer, as well as New Zealand Racing Hall of Famer. Um, wow, what a breakdown on on Warren Kennedy there. I hope you learnt something there. It's really interesting. Go and watch. And I think what Lance is saying, he propels the horse forward with his upper body, squeezes with his legs, and he really lifts the horse forward, where Opie will sit as quiet as a church mouse and just kind of urge them along, and they run. It's all about timing and, and kind of um, simplicity. Interesting. More than one way to skin a cat or win seven races in a day, as it would be. Dave Worsley talking tennis. Well, how about we do that after this? I've indulged myself enough. Racing for the morning. Uh, Wytak off to the BCD sprint. Oh, he'll be hard to beat there. 14 at Tarapa. 